is your Classic Metal Show right here on theclassicmetalshow.com. That is brand new stuff from Ross the Boss. The new record is Born of Fire. The new song that we just played there is I Am the Sword. And here to cut us up with that sword is the guitarist himself of Ross the Boss. It is Ross the Boss. How are you, man? (laughs) What's up? (laughs) Dude, it is always great to speak to you. And it's always great to speak to you when there's new music, man, because... It really seems like you have just caught fire, whether it's with Ross the Boss or with with um, Death Dealer. I mean, you're you're just you're you're arguably on the the hardest hitting run you've you've had since you know the the original days. Yeah, yeah, it seems like that. Um, you know, we've been working hard. You know, the band has really been playing the past three years. You know, and the whole uh, RTB thing uh, since the Keep It True festivals, the one that really started it all, like in 2012, I think. Yeah. And, you know, it's just the whole thing is just keeping going because we just we refuse to quit. We refuse to lose. People are digging the shows, you know, and people love the last record we made. And this record is like beyond it's it's over the moon. So, no, it 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 seems like if nothing else, you have. With each record, you've increased the ferocity of the records. I think there, you know, there's a preconception that I think, and you know this, that everybody comes into thinking that it's going to sound like Man of War, and it doesn't. Yeah. It does not. It's it's very, it's it's much heavier, and it, it really gives you a chance to spread out as a guitar player. No, sure does. <laughs> uh, you know, it's because also the band is so tremendous. Um, we just we've had a, you know, as I said before, we just had two years, two and a half years with this exact lineup on the road, pounding it, you know, and the trust factor is very, very big here. And, uh, you know, we really, we, we really like each other and the the shows are amazing. And the songwriting, the songwriting process was fantastic this time. Really great. And, you know, I was worried about it uh, because it's so soon after the last record by Bloodsworn. uh, I was like, I don't have, you know, I don't have all these songs ready, you know, because the record company said, you got to, if you guys want a tour, like in three weeks in Europe, the whole month, you, meaning us, need a new record. And I go, what? Right. Already? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's the reality of the music business, so we did it. So Sure. We were, yeah. Sure. Now, now you talked a little bit about the the, the short turnaround between um, By Bloodsworn and Born of Fire. And, and, you know, that comes after a long gap, you know, with Hailstorm. You know, that was, what, seven, eight years before By Blood Sworn. Does, does this incarnation, I guess, of Ross the Boss feel like almost like a different band from the first things that you were doing when you started under that moniker? Yeah, well, the, the first band was the German guys. Right. Uh, who, who I love them, you know, and they're really good. They were very good. And we did two really pretty cool records. And uh, nothing to nothing, nothing shabby about the, you know, new metal leader in Hailstorm. But, uh, you know, so after that, you know, I did I did Death Dealer. I did the two records with Death Dealer and uh, a lot of touring with the Dictators NYC and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So but this record is really something else. I mean, I got to tell (laughs) you, I don't know. It's just the right combination of songs, the right combination of, of musicians just you know we're turning turning it up notches right you know sure now squeezing you know we really turned up the pressure 
Right, definitely. So, yeah, we're really happy with it. Well, Ross, from listening to the new the new release, Born of Fire, the one thing that really jumps out is that it it does feel more cohesive, you know, as a project. Not that the other ones didn't, but this, you know, like you said, it comes a lot from being you know, in, in the band and touring a lot for you, did you change anything about the way things were written or, or, you know, was there more involvement from everybody in the writing process or is it just solely from being together and touring more? Well, being, beside being together a lot and touring many shows, many, many festivals, big ones, little ones, big gigs, little gigs. Um, because we had such a fast turnaround, we recorded the record differently this time. Okay. Uh, Right. The, by Bloodsworn was recorded. We worked up the music in, in a rehearsal room okay. uh, with with my uh, with my nephew Lance on drums and Mike LaPond and Mark. So, you know, we 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 didn't have the time or the luxury to do that this time. So we had to what we did was we started out with really great demos. Right. We, we wrote we wrote demos. We recorded demos and then we refined them and then we took those demos into the studio and Steve played over Steve played over over the demos okay. and, and what that's what you're hearing and then we and then we did the guitar then we did the bass a lot of them right Definitely. so you know I mean I don't think I'll ever go go to a rehearsal room again okay you know, to work out the whole thing you never know but I would say I would say the way we did it this time is is a winner. Sure. W- would you say that it's the pressure of having to do it in such a short term that that gave you that much more energy and that much more fire to the playing? Yeah. Well. Yeah. There's a, there's there's something to be said for that, um, Chris. I mean, it was we had to do it. We had to get this record out, and we had deadlines. And uh, you know, in order to put out a major record, you know that th- those parts, those mechanical parts, have to be in very early sure. to the factory and the mastering and the and the artwork and, you know, to order to have a March 6th release in time for us, our tour, everything had to go right. There, there had to be no fuck-ups. We, right. had to, we had to deliver, including the artwork. And um, we did it. We busted our asses. Let me tell you something. <laughs> no question, man. <laughs> we busted our asses. Mark, Mark Lopes, I got to give him all the props in the fucking world. He wrote, he, I mean, he wrote the lyrics to 12 of these songs. He and I told him, I said, do not hand me a song, a finished song without hooks and hits or hooks, metal hooks, you know, Mm -hmm. in every single song. Do not offend me like that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And he goes, yeah, I know what you mean. I go, listen, I'm serious. I will not accept it. We will not accept this band will not accept a song without without hooks and hits in it. No question. You know, uh, we, he he came through. He's very very smart. He's very very uh, imaginative. He came up with these amazing lyrics, amazing hooks, and he he has to have all the props to it because you know the singing is what you're hearing. I mean, you know, that's sure. the song, and uh, you know when you have fight the fight. Mike LaPond wrote "Fight the Fight" the music, okay. right? Mark comes up with "Fight the Fight," never, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck? That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, you know, God, uh, uh, the song you just played, you know, uh, "I Am the Sword." Yeah, I am the sword. Na, 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 na. You know, it it just keeps repeating the songs and 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 the and the hooks keep 
keep repeating, you know, mm -hmm. um, Denied by the Cross. You can hear them in every single song, um, you know, and I, that's, that's what I wanted. And that's what we have to have. Sure. You know, I, so many metal, metal acts, I go, you know, I see them. I, I can't remember a, a freaking song. Right. Well, and, I, and, and that's the thing about today is it, for whatever reason, today's musician, the modern metal, I'll call it, has yeah. has forgotten what made traditional metal so, you know, so encompassing to the fans, which was throwing that hook in there. You know, it's look, I, I, I'm a 50 year old guy. And when I hear when I hear metal, you know what I want to get to, I don't even know the words half the time, except for the choruses where That's my right. fist is in the air and I'm going, yeah, fuck. Yeah, man. You know, you know listen, we just played uh, we just played with KK Downing at, uh, at Bloodstock this summer. OK. Right. And, you know breaking the what yeah <laughs> breaking the what you know and we did like we did the we did four tunes and you know the crowd knows the music they know it mm -hmm. you know they want to sing that song back at you right and i want my fans to sing my songs back at me our songs you know mm -hmm. and and that's what we've achieved on this record and that's why i'm so happy uh, and, and and not just that it's just the sounds amazing i just you know i can't give enough credit to see Believerman uh in germany from or or organ or gain and uh you know it, he just uh, he just did an amazing job i mean everyone everyone involved in the record really came through right sure. i gotta tell you they certainly did now now the one guy you know obviously is a pro's pro is mike lapond who you mentioned and mm -hmm. you know he he you know and everybody knows symphony x but this guy is one of the most underrated creative guys I think I've ever experienced. How how much creativity does he bring to you guys, you know, as far as as far as, you know, not only his playing but offering ideas in all aspects of the music? Well, if it wasn't for Mike Lapon, this record couldn't have happened. Okay. Um, Mike was is one of my dearest friends and partners and he came in uh, we worked on my songs together. We, we increased the parts on it. He had, you know, endings and middles and he came up with all this stuff and it was so incredible. I mean, um, you know, I mean, I, I just come up with, I'm a real, like, sometimes I come up with many parts and, but sometimes I don't. And like, he really, we got to put this in here and let's put this in here and right. let's take from this part and this part. His arranging skills is incredible. It's incredible, and right. his, his songwriting is, is amazing. Uh, I mean, he does so many other projects, Silent Assassins. Uh, you know, he's on that Dead Risen, new Dead Risen band. He's right. on another AF. I mean, he's, he's everywhere. I mean, and he deserves to be everywhere. So as, as far as I'm concerned, he is the finest bass player in the world. He is on par with John Entwistle, mm -hmm. Jack Bruce, and Geezer Butler in that he's right up there in that, in that, in that lofty altitude of bass playing. Sure. Uh, he is just incredible. I, I can't say. I mean, I can't say enough about my band. I mean, I mean, I, I just they make me better because they are better. You know, sure. and that's just the way it is. Sure. You know, and you know, and you know me. I'm not the ego trip. Uh, right. Kind of guitar player to stand on one side of the stage and the rest <laughs> of the guys stand on the other side of the stage like someone we know. And you know, it, it's just not that kind. I'm not that kind of person. I, I think. Right. The strength of the band is what people react to. You know, I'm like, yeah. So, you know, I'm 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 a real happy man these days. I mean, I I, I really am. I think uh, the band sounds great. The band's great live. 
and the songs. I mean, it's just, you know. Well, it, it, it's it's a for for me as a fan, I will definitely say this is the best release that has Ross the Boss's name on it for for the the sing for a lot of reasons, but for the the probably the biggest reason for me again as a fan is that the previous Ross the Boss releases were kind of straightforward you know from start to end it was just pummel 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 you guys you guys really did a lot of diversifying on born of fire you got songs like maiden of shadows as an example which has a very proggy type of a feel to it but that's written by Stu marshall by the way okay yeah and and, and, i mean it's it's a it's a great tune but it's a different vibe and then you and then there's other tunes you know shotgun evolution or glory to the slain that are you know very thrashy and very Mm -hmm. in your face you know it's it's kind of more than on the other releases it's it's the the first time you've kind of roller coastered the music where there's a lot of peaks and valleys to pull you through instead of just you know the other releases you got to be on 10 going in this one you could start uh, start slow and it pulls you in and and takes you on a trip more or less yeah yeah even though glory of the sling just punches you right in the face right (laughs) (laughs) yeah no you know like i would say that the the diversity is the strength one of the the strengths of the record you know on it's all under the under the, the the umbrella of heavy metal of, of, of hard rock, heavy metal. I'm, I, I've even seen some reviews calling this like a punk edge to there, a punk edge, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then I, how, how could we, how could, how, the, how are they surprised? You know what I'm saying? I, right. You know, look who's playing. Right. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, the, the diversity I think makes it stronger. You know, when you have uh, Blackest Heart, you know, I think, I think that's one of the best, I think that's a, oh, so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the way when we put the the crackle on it, and you know, right. and uh, it's a great way to end it. Great way, to, I think it's a great way to begin. Glory to the slain and and blackest heart is a great way to end it. And everything in between that is just mayhem. <laughs> right, <laughs> it definitely is, man. Yeah. Well, well, Ross, you know, not a secret. You're you're also the uh, the the lead guy in in Death Dealer, which seemed at least outside looking in, seems like it was ex- it is extremely well received by critics and fans and yet you went back to doing ross the boss and sean's obviously doing you know three tremors right now but i have some news for you okay the third record is done oh nice it's done it's in the can we're ready to put it out um and and we're ready to put the record out it's it's fantastic and um it's probably going to come out this summer somehow okay Either, either on a label or uh, Sean's uh, Steel Cartel okay. distribution. It, so if you hadn't known that, that's that's I, what's going on with that. I didn't, uh, and and you know, it, it just seemed weird to me that that you guys wouldn't wouldn't have kept going more with Death Dealer. That that you're that you know you're obviously doing other stuff. You know, collectively you're all doing other stuff. It it just right. it, it seemed like Death Dealer was catching a little bit of. It traction was. you know it is it still is okay i mean it's it's an amazing it's it's a great band a great great two records and uh uh i guess we played bass on it i'm gonna guess mike lapon you got he guessed right <laughs> nice. mike played uh steve is the drummer so death dealer is three-fifths ross the boss oh nice <laughs> yeah so you know we have we have a very uh it's a family um sure. 
the whole deal. And there's no competition whatsoever. Sean's got the three tremors, and he's really uh, he's branding it very well. That he's doing mm-hmm. a great job of that. And um, you know, he's got Cage, three tremors. I mean, he's you know he's got a lot of things going. I just saw a, he just they, uh, I just saw an action figure, a Marvel action figure of of uh, Hell Destroyer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's going to be it's, for, it's going to be for sale soon, and so Sean is Sean. You know, Sean is just very, very active fellow. Oh He's yeah, really, yeah. Oh. And um, so that's that's happening, and um, so I have other news. The the original dictators is recording. Oh wow! Um, Jeez, you are yeah. busy. <laughs> there's more. There's more. There's more news. There's more news. The original dictators. It's me, Andy Chernoff, and Scott Kempner. Top ten, the three original dictators. Mr. Manitoba is no longer in the in the fold. Okay. Okay, and the drummer is Albert Bouchard from Blue Oyster Cult. Oh wow, nice. So we have like the that that kind that going. Uh, I'm I'm recording this week with them. Uh, recording this week on 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 music. Um, Shaken Street has been playing. Shaken Street did 15 shows in France last year, and we're going to do shows at the end of the summer in Europe. Dude, do you sleep or do you just play guitar all the time? Jesus. I, I, I am a busy, busy fellow, you know, plus I run a business. Right. I run my, bat, I run my batting cage in, in Middle Village and, uh, you know, but it keeps me, it keeps me moving. It keeps me going. It keeps me, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't stop. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I have fun. I'm just having mm-hmm. fun doing the whole thing. Working hard is my, I'm a, I'm a workaholic anyway. So right. I'm, Working hard to me is is the right thing to do. I, I I hate days off. I can't stand them. There's got to be something I could do. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like right. I'm looking at myself, you know. Uh, but it's it's a great thing. There's always something I could fix. There's always something I can mm-hmm. I can write. I could play. I can you know. Yeah. I don't know somebody I could help. One of my friends. You know, there's yep. always something I can do. And and life is good. And I'm healthy. And I feel great. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm playing with great people and my friends, and you know that's what, what more can I ask for? I mean, I could I, I'd like a little more money at it, right now, <laughs> but who wouldn't? Right. But I'm sure that's gonna. I'm sure the next level of of economic. I mean, we're doing all right, but I think the next level is is, is on the horizon sure. for everybody. And uh, judging from the the response to the record, and uh, I think the tour is going to be amazing in in Europe. Uh, if every if there's no major pandemic outbreak, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, which we, no one has any any uh, control over, right? Exactly. And, uh, so, but everything so far, everything looks like it's going to happen. So, you know, uh, the only thing, only place I don't think we can go is Milan. So, right. But nothing, nothing has been canceled yet. Everything is on. You know, we're constantly. We know exactly what the story is, and uh, the, the tour is with uh, Burning Witches. Okay. Uh, and they have, their, their record dropped on Friday like ours, and uh, Mike and I played on their uh, their version of Battle Hymns, and uh, we have another band called uh, Somville. They're nuts. They're cr- three crazy rock and roll guys from England. They're they're great, and so the tour is going to be amazing. And uh, you know, just to be able to work, I'm I'm working. You know, every single day. Obviously, my, my schedule is with uh, the interviews. is just uh, <laughs> no. 
Everybody wants to talk to the boss man right. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know? that's a good problem to have, man. <laughs> it is a good problem when they don't want to say fuck. Well, I'll stop, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When when you go <laughs> when you go two or three years without an inquiry, that's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> you guys better start better start worrying about that. You know? <laughs> I, but uh, we're we're really we're really happy. The band is the band is worked hard, you know. And I said, guys, if we just do this, let's get to the next level. Sure. And everybody's sure. down for it. Uh, you know, they see what's at stake. And we know that music is, you know, live music is very competitive. There's a lot, plenty of places to, for people to put their money into. And um, we, uh, you know, I know that uh, people want to invest in my band, come to the shows, buy our merchandise. You know, we won't let them down. We never sure. let them down. And, uh you know, and the one thing about me is that I'm a friendly, really friendly guy. Sure. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy that I, I stay there and, and shake hands and sign everything. Mm-hmm. Everything that people want me to do. You know, I give, I give every one of my fans, fans a guitar pick because I believe that, you know, I believe that I owe them. Sure. Well, you know, not the other way around mm-hmm. for me. For me, it's not the other way around. So a lot of bands think that they, they're owed by their fans. No. You owe them. Right. I owe my fans. These people have been, I have some fans from 1975 from the first Dictators record. I, you know, these, these people are invested in me, you know, right. invested in me, you know, and I'm not the most well-known guy in the world, you know, and these people are, you know, loyal beyond belief. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, in my, you know, so I have to do meet and greets because that's the way you have to, you know, you know, support yourself. Right. And, pay for gas and pay for shit like that but everyone leaves very happy right everyone, no one leaves my 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 meet and greets or at the end of the night if we're not doing it everyone gets a piece of me right well and and, and that's such a difference from you know so many acts you know there's really two kinds of musicians at least that i've encountered there's the kind that think that that the fans are, you know, just there to appease them. And then there's the kind that you think will jump off the stage right after and watch the next band play. And, you know, I, I've, I've, I've seen you play, you know, several times and you're that guy, you know, you're that guy that will absolutely, Hey, you know, you know, let's sign some autographs. Let's go have a beer type of a guy. You That's know? right. That's right. That's right. And they deserve it. Yeah. My, my, my people deserve it. They really do. Absolutely. And, uh, People, people ask me for to send them stuff. I send them stuff. People, you know, I I'll do it. I, you know, I'm like a, you know, whatever it takes to make make them happy. But it starts with the music. It starts with putting on an amazing show and and leaving people with smiles on their faces. And you know, the metal crowd is so loyal. It's just sure. beyond them. so loyal. They're so good. You know, and so the least I could do. You know, geez. Right. So, <laughs> no, nah, you know, the whole process is great. You know, because. Uh, you know, it's, it's satisfying. Right. Has it gotten to the point, you know, now that you've got, you know, a lot of metal music out, you know, post man award that it's not Ross, the boss man award guy anymore. Do people do, do fans accept you as Ross, the boss of Ross, the boss or of death dealer? Yeah. People are, people are accepting, you know, there's a bit of like, Oh, this guy is like, only just playing only he's going out to play the man award stuff. But, you know, now, you know, people know, people know this, the story. People know that there's a new record. People know sure. that I have four records. You know, so many people bring everything for me to sign. You know, I'm signing the old ones all the time, mm-hmm. you know, especially now 
with the avalanche of press I'm getting, uh, when we're getting it, people are going to, uh, people really know what's the story. And, and it's kind of blowing up on YouTube now. And so uh, we're, we're enjoying this, you know. Sure. We knew, we knew that the, me, me doing the Manowar classic thing was our portal to mm-hmm. the next level. And it, it, it's the truth, you know. It's, it's That's what it is. Right. And, and there's no reason you shouldn't play those. Right? I mean, when anybody no. talks about that band, you know, they talk about the albums you played on. They don't talk about any of the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's those, those first six records are, are immortal. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't think any band will ever make six records like that again in a row, six years, six years, six albums like that. Right. At that level, at that depth, no. I think that, that, that you know, it's an honor to play that music. It's, we play it with respect and, 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 uh, and ferocity right. that it deserves. You know, mm-hmm. because I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, put that music down by not doing it, doing the proper job on it. Believe me, Mark sings his fucking heart out on them songs every night. Right. It's an honor to play them. Um, so that's how we feel. I mean, that's, you know, it's, we don't take it lightly. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's a legacy and we play the shit out of the music. Right. Definitely do, man. Well, you also play the shit out of the new stuff from Ross the Boss, the, the <laughs> band. And the new album, once again, is called Born of Fire. It is killer. I definitely suggest everybody goes and not only checks it out, but buy something. Even if you just download a couple of songs, that helps. Yeah. That helps well, on about, some level. How about if everyone goes out and buys 10 records? Yeah, well, that would help even a lot more, right? Yeah. I, I think that's a good idea. So everyone go out and buy 10 records each. Or just tell your friend. Or so just, if everyone has like 10 friends. Yeah. And everyone buys 10 records. Well, look at that. You know? Yeah, there you go. How about if just give everybody away, goes... Give them away for Christmas presents. Yeah. So, you know? <laughs> How about if everybody just goes to a show? That would be the yeah. best thing. Everybody go That's to the it. show. Then then, you, then they'll make their decision on their own to buy the record. They don't That's need us to sell it. <laughs> come, come see us live. And as a matter of fact, we just finished 26 U.S. shows. Right. We ended Philly last week. Very nice. We wish we had the, the new record there to be sold, but... Uh, the timing just didn't line up, but we made a lot of friends, and I'm sure those people are buying the records now. So, um, yeah, you, what you can do is come to, to, to support the band live, and then at the end of the night, give us all your money. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, man. Well, I'm, Ro- only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> well, Ross, why why don't we uh, wrap this one up with you picking a a tune from Born of Fire? Maybe tell us a quick story about it. Uh, okay, uh, let's play. Um, hmm. What's a good one? What's a good one? Let's play. Uh, you know what I have on my. Let's play God Killer. All right. And what- uh, you know, it's about uh, it's about killing the evil god, not the good god. <laughs> there we go. Quick and easy. Yeah. So let's check it out right now. It is Ross the Boss. It is the God Killer right here on your classic metal show. <laughs> <laughs> 